Hello, today we will prep for the 27th Sunday of Ordinary Time as we sing Psalm 128. May the Lord bless us all the days of our lives. This is one of my favorite psalm settings for a wedding, and it's really quite fitting because this weekend's readings are all about marriage and all about who is marrying whom. And of course, there is a couple, always, <laughs> that are marrying each other. It's one of the few sacraments that we actually would give to ourselves. So when I married my wife, uh, we weren't married by the priest or by a minister of the church. We married each other. This was a sacrament that we exchanged vows with each other. And this is actually a sacrament that we offer to each other. But who are we marrying? You know, Fulton Sheen wrote a, a great book. It's called Three to Get Married. And what he's saying, quite simply in the title, is that yes, there is a man and a woman involved in this marriage, but there's a third person, God. God, and he almost has to be wedged between the couple for a, for a successful, loving marriage to put God between the two. But it's even deeper than that. The big spoiler giveaway, who we are marrying, the reality of a Catholic marriage is that God is marrying us and we are marrying him. And we see this in scripture, it's really very fascinating. And it's quite clear that God loves marriage, loves it. His first public miracle is at a wedding, at the wedding feast of Cana that he attends with his mother, performs his first public miracle. And Jesus will affirm and define exactly what marriage is, and we um, see that reference in the gospel reading. And this is, what, this is how he defines marriage. From the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. And this echoes the first reading where Moses um, describes marriage as well. But Jesus does more than that. He defines marriage, but then he exhibits what marriage is. He completely gives of himself in love and sacrificial love and dies on the cross. And this is where God marries us. God marries the church. And marriage very much has a, a dying sacrificial element to it. Think about the wedding itself. My little daughter will say, oh, mommy, she's so beautiful in her white wedding gown. It's so beautiful. Mommy, why, why does he have to wear black? Why is the man in that, <laughs> you know? And the white dress represents purity. The black of the groom represents death. He's dying, a part of him is dying. A part of him is sacrificing his life to die for her to die for her. And there is a sacrificial nature to the sacrament of, of marriage, very much like we experience in actually baptism. And the catechism use, uses this kind of baptism language when describing marriage, and it says that marriage is this nuptial bath, this nuptial bath, bathing, very similar to the words we hear at baptism. And when we are baptized, and again when we are married, Jesus is asking us, will you marry me? Will you marry me? And in the history of salvation, we see ourselves getting married to God. So first we have Adam and Eve, and we know the story. God puts Adam in a deep sleep, and from his side, from his rib, his side, he brings Eve. 
Adam goes into this deep sleep, and from his side, God creates Eve. And so then enters the angel, Lucifer, the devil, who convinces Adam and Eve to say no to God. They deny God's life. And so Adam and Eve's union transmits original sin to everyone. Okay, so that's kind of the bad news. Flip that into the new covenant. We have the new Adam, Jesus Christ, who dies on the cross. That's his deep sleep. He dies on the cross. And from his side, blood and water flow. And so comes the church. And we have an angel who comes into the picture, the angel Gabriel, who comes to Mary, who says, yes. Now, instead of Eve's no, she says yes. And she and herself receives God's life. And so the union between Mary and Jesus transmits everlasting life to the universe. God now has married us. In Psalm 128, this weekend, we will sing, Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. And St. Augustine comments on this line specifically, talking about marrying Jesus, that we are marrying him. This is what he says. Let us therefore hear this psalm as considering it to be spoken of Christ. And all of us who cling unto the body of Christ and have been made members of Christ, walk in the ways of the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord and walk in his pathways. We marry our spouse, and God marries us. Let's say, I do to him. This is Psalm 128. Blessed are you who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of your handiwork. Blessed shall you be and favored. May the shall be like a fruitful vine in the recesses of your home, your children like olive plants around your table. May the is the man who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the day.